they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they, anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I will be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in again. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and I'm really pumped about tonight's episode. We are going to talk about all things new mom. So from sleep to breastfeeding and everything in between, I couldn't think of better guests to have with me today. You're going to meet the mama coaches. If you've never heard of a mama coach, you will today. (laughs) And I have two amazing women with me today who are actually both upcoming authors in the YGT Mama series, as well as mama coaches. So first, I'm going to introduce Amanda, who is first and foremost a mama to her spirited little girl, Emily, who will be two next month. Oh, same as my little guy. Amanda received her Bachelor of Science in nursing with a specialty in perinatal nursing and worked in labor and delivery and postpartum care in Vancouver and Calgary. She is an international board certified lactation consultant. Wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) And owner of the Mama Coach in Vancouver, providing prenatal education, lactation consulting, and sleep consulting for new mamas and their families. Amanda is known for her caring and empathetic nature, as well as the positive light she brings with her. She loves caring for the family she works with. And when she is not working, you might find her exploring the city, out for a long run, or checking out a local brewery. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. This is awesome. So excited to meet the mama coaches. And it's very cool because we also have with us here, Carrie, who is the founder and CEO of the nationwide company, The Mama Coach. She leads the team of committed registered nurses who are passionate about supporting women through the stages of motherhood. She is a mama of two little boys who are the reason behind The Mama Coach, which we'll dig into a little bit deeper. She believes all mamas should be able to find sleep and feeding solutions from a health professional that are tailored to them in a non-judgmental way. Well, you're speaking to my soul there because non-judgmental is exactly what YGT Mama is all about. And that's why you guys are here today. So welcome, Carrie. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yes, it's so awesome. So we're going to dive right in. And, you know, it's crazy because I feel so far removed from the newborn phase now, but it was only two years ago. So I still have some memories of it, a lot of memories of it, some of them traumatizing. Um, I was actually just saying to Amanda before the show that, you know, we're still having some sleep issues, even though my kids are like two and four and 12. So it kind of never, ever goes away. It's an ongoing, ongoing thing that you have to sort of keep revisiting. And we can talk about that a little bit more too. But first I want to get from you guys, what is the mama coach? And Carrie, you can probably speak to that because I know that you are the the CEO and the founder, and then we'll sort of talk about the, the franchise and how, how it all goes down. So what is the mama coach? Perfect. Thanks. So what is the mama coach? I started the company four years ago on my own. I'm a registered nurse and I live in Calgary and I did it because I have two little boys 
And my husband worked away at the time and holy moly, I was missing out on lots of things. Um, I wasn't at preschool pickups. I, I was doing the juggle and feeling like I was doing everything kind of half halfway. And so I started this side hustle called the mama coach in hopes that I could grow it into something that would give me more time with my boys. And I built the programs myself. So I, like I said, I'm a registered nurse and I found as much evidence informed research as I could on sleep. Plus I'm an IBCLC lactation consultant and I believe that feeding and sleep go hand in hand. So I wrote the programs and I started this side hustle and holy moly, it grew. <laughs> so, And I, I think it's because I, I started it with a place in my heart that like I have two boys, I've been there as a mama and I know that it's hard to want sleep so bad, but to have no idea how to get there and to feel really stressed about it. So, um, it grew and I, I was helping families all over Canada via Skype, but I wanted to take it a step further because I, a part of what we do and what makes us different is that we do full assessments on each baby or family that we help. And so being in the home is important. So 15 months ago, we expanded to a licensee model and I was, um, lucky enough that Amanda came on board. And Amanda's a registered nurse because at the Mama Coach, we're all registered nurses. And so Amanda joined in and now she's in Vancouver. She's the Mama Coach in Vancouver and we are officially coast to coast. And in November, we will be a team of 30. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. Good for you guys. And it's so important just helping moms. And as you said, going into the home, because I feel like that's a, a piece that is missing, right? It's any sort of help with sleep. How do you get help with sleep if you're not in the home? <laughs> right? uh, I think a lot of people Google, right? Like, um, <laughs> and what an overwhelming space, yeah. right? And there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of guilt that you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And I, I love love, love following Amanda's feeds on Instagram because I think she says it, you know, all the time. We really come from, we believe in the mantra that it is only a problem if it is a problem for you. It is not up to anybody else in your world to tell you how things should be in your life as a mom, right? And um, I think, I think that even society's changing and there's more and more people coming on board with that. But we believe that at the Mama Coach with all of our hearts. I love that. That's such a good mantra. It's only a problem if it's a problem for you. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Absolutely. And I, I we talk about that a lot at YGT Mama too, the whole comparison train. And it happens so often in in all topics, motherhood. You know, we were talking about um, this month being um, fertility and infant loss awareness month and people talking about how even in that topic, there's stories comparing them to one another and feeling like they their story isn't enough to talk about publicly because somebody else has been through something else. And this whole craziness around comparison, it just, it needs to end. And the judgments around it, like what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else, right? It's, it's okay to 
to be different and to explore your options. And that's why I think what you guys are doing is so wonderful because you do it judgment free. You genuinely help moms that are struggling with problems, as you said, that are problems for them um, and only them. So it comes from a, a case by case basis. You go into the home, you are on intimate levels with these these moms, working with them directly, helping them with their families. It's just such a beautiful, powerful thing that you're doing. So I love it. Thank you (laughs) for all of your hard work. Yeah. So I really wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, because I'm not in it and I'm also not a registered nurse, I'm not a medical professional. I, you know, I was winging it the whole time. I had midwives with, with, my two young, my two youngest babies, and they were very helpful. You know, they did come in and do postpartum care, but it was still, you know, once a week for four weeks. And then they said goodbye. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff around sleep and both my kids have struggled with sleep since day one. Um, so we're just going to dive right in and start like, you know, Carrie, maybe you could tell me with sleep specifically, how old should babies be when they sleep through the night? Is that sort of a vague question? Like there's probably no one right answer, but I know a lot of people, you know, I'm always seeing like, oh, yay, six months slept through the night for the first time. I feel like my kids still haven't really slept through the night. And my, my youngest is too. So, you know, what it helped me. <laughs> you know what? I bet you that is one of the most top Googled, things that moms Google at two in the morning. When should this baby sleep when is this gonna end? Because, yeah. right? But and I I think that this is a really personal question because what I think sleeping through the night is is different than you, right? And that's okay. But I will say that, you know, that there's um some um people out there who believe that babies can sleep through the night when they are three months old, that we can teach them to sleep through the night. But if they're three months old or 13 pounds, I'm not sure the research behind that. But as a nurse, I would argue that developmentally, it would be very stressful for a baby and very stressful for mom to to do that right out of the gate. So it would equate to a lot of crying, I guess, is the long and short of it. Instead, how we start our programs is we start with feeds with the hopes that a baby learns the skills and sleeps through the night when they're ready. So to me, it's more about changing what those middle of the night feeding sessions look like, because it's just a quick trick that can change it, obviously, by doing a feeding assessment and taking a look at the whole picture. But all of a sudden, this baby sleeps through the night without you ever having to um, make him. He just figures it out. It's, it's about teaching babies to eat when they're hungry and sleep when they're tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and that being said, it's I saw a mom just this morning who felt so bad that she's still feeding her 10 month old baby once a night. Her people ask her all the time, how come he doesn't sleep through the night? And I said, well, do you care? She said, no, I like it. I said, well, there you go. Who cares then? Well, good for you. It's only a problem if it's a problem for you. And when she's ready, then call me and I'll, if she needs the help, then I'll help her. You know, so I just think it's really personal. Like you said, your two-year-old's not sleeping and 
through the night always. And I bet you there's times where you wish you would, <laughs> yep. you know, but I think it, it depends on, it just depends on mom and how she feels about the whole process. But it also doesn't have to be um, like a boot camp, like sleep training per se, often just getting the science behind it and the timing behind um, his sleep schedule fixes things almost to the finish line. Amazing. There's so much controversy behind this whole sleep training phenomenon too, right? I'm sure you hear it all the time. Um, That's definitely, you know, a a piece where there is a lot of judgment. I think, you know, I've seen on mommy groups that I'm a member of that, you know, oh, we're sleep training right now. And, you know, I can't do the cry it out and I do the cry it out and this and that. And like, there's so many different opinions and I'm not saying one is right and the other is wrong. And, you know, I've, I've tried it all myself personally, <laughs> but, exactly. you know, I need to say some people have dabbled yeah. in it all. Right. And to be honest, I I think it's just as important. It is a big two way street. This motherhood business is that, you know, I don't think that women who choose to co sleep should judge, and I don't think women who choose the cry it out method should judge, and everything in between. It's just there's a solution out there that works for your family, and it's figuring out what that is after you know assessing baby and baby's temperament and your family values, and then figuring it out. Well, a perfect example is so my my two youngest, so Sterling's four and Walker it will be two in November, and Sterling co-slept from day one until he was about two years old (laughs) and it was fine. We just got used to it. He was this cute little thing that was in our bed until he started, you know, kicking us and rolling around and he got too big. He became like a real boy. Then, (laughs) you know, then he was in a big boy bed. He never had a crib. He never, ever slept in a crib. He did not like his crib from day one. And then Walker, he's been in a crib since the very beginning, even though, you know, he's, he'd wake up to feed and he would wake up and I'd rock him in a chair. He did not like co-sleeping. He didn't want to lay beside me. He wanted to be on his own and be independent. So even we're looking at two little humans that live in the same household, have been raised the same way, had the same diet, have the same everything, and they're completely different, you know? And that's the way this motherhood thing works, right? Like every child is different. Every mom is different. Every situation is different. So how can we stand back and judge somebody else not knowing their personal situation, you know? And that's where Google is a real problem because you go in and you look and it's a very blanket statement or there's way too many options because they it's everybody telling their opinion. So Sabrina, you made a, a good point. Um, just talking about how you have two different kiddos in your household who sleep or slept two different ways. And I think sometimes when I meet people, they thought that they were going to co-sleep or they thought they're going to sleep train. And then when their little one comes things change completely because of who that person is that they did. And so I think sometimes we have in our mind what kind of parenting or sleeping we're going to do. And then that changes in the moment. And sometimes that's really hard for people to change their mind about what they had originally wanted. Or they feel guilty that what they think they wanted isn't working. Right. Yeah, exactly. Guilt, mom guilt. Mom guilt totally. is. Mom guilt. It's. It, I tell everybody, 
you know, you deliver your baby, then you deliver the placenta, and then you deliver mom guilt. <laughs> and it it evolves over time. You know, you, what you feel guilty about changes as your children grow. Absolutely. And it never ends, I don't think. Like, even when they're adults, <laughs> it still keeps it's going. It's true. And I have school-age children now. Like, my boys are 6 and 10. And so when I work with families that are struggling with breastfeeding, um, I say to them, honestly, I've never heard when my 6-year-old's playing at the park, no one's ever asked me if he was breastfed or bottle-fed. And I'm an IBCLC lactation consultant, and it breastfeeding didn't work with my first son. I would have to say he was formula fed, right? So um, what feels really heavy in the moment in motherhood, like breastfeeding's not working or he's not sleeping, those worries will be different when you're in school and then you worry about screen time and, you know, nutrition. Are they getting healthy snacks at school? Like the guilt just changes. Your worries change. I totally agree. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing as you were saying that I'm like, oh yeah, I feel guilty like about lunch every day about, you know, did he get enough to eat before he left for school? And is he getting enough sleep at night and this and that? Oh, it just never ends. Never ends. So we well, just- I, have, I have a mom confession, like speaking of mom guilt, like I was scrounging for lunch today because I need to get groceries in a big bad way. <laughs> and I unwrapped the Rice Krispie, you know, those bought ones you can buy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I found a pack in my pantry, but I unwrapped it and put it in his lunch. So it looked kind of homemade, but it totally (laughs) came from the package. (laughs) That's a great confession. And it's so funny because now they have, I don't know about you guys in Calgary and Vancouver, but here they have this like litterless lunch program. So you're not allowed to bring garbage of any kind. So you, you have to unwrap everything and put it in if you're giving them like packaged food. So yeah, it's, it's never ending. And I, I don't think the school system helps with mom guilt. So yeah. Oh, anyway, so it's a good point you brought up about breastfeeding because I love that you said that your first was formula fed because I hear this all the time, you know, as, as the lead author of now four books in the making, I have talked to a lot of moms and I've read a lot of stories and, you know, it's a very intimate process what we're doing with these books, but it's, I feel so connected to everyone. And one of the most common things is, is around breastfeeding and, you know, why is it such a big deal. I mean, we all know that there's benefits to it, of course. Right. But I just don't understand why there's so much judgment around it. And it's more than just, you know, I can breastfeed or I can't breastfeed. It's like some people choose not to breastfeed. Some people really cannot. Um, there's a lot of issues that come along with breastfeeding. It's not easy. And I wish people would explain that right from the get-go that it's not easy. It's very, very hard. Um, you know, and you're expected to nourish this tiny human with your own body. It's exhausting. It's draining. And, you know, I just, I want to know sort of like, what's the most controversial thing that's come up for you guys around breastfeeding and how do you sort of deal with that? How do you demystify all of these issues and, you know, talk to moms from a place of authenticity and and let them know that whatever they do is okay? I I think the biggest thing that I see is, is myths that are created out of, um, 
basically not having the education on the, the subject. I don't think a lot of people um, read a lot or, or do a lot of research about breastfeeding. They do a lot of research about pregnancy and labor and delivery. And, and we kind of miss the part about the breastfeeding and a lot of the postpartum bits. And then we're kind of thrust into it as new moms and hormone changes and all the things that are going on. And so we really turn a lot to um, the people that, uh, we have to most our, our family members um, and everyone has different bits of information and maybe not everyone breastfed. And so we get all these opinions um, and you, f- you often feel guilt in that process. And so I think a lot of the time when I come in to meet someone, I try to give a lot of information and education about seating and, and how hard it is really telling them how hard it is and how awesome they're doing because we need to hear that all the times as new moms, how good you're doing and how um, you're nourishing your baby the best you can right now. I love that, Amanda. And I think, you know, as mama coaches, holy moly, we are, and moms, like we're hugely empathetic to every family that we walk into. Like I find myself teary when I leave every single time, like it doesn't get old. And it's because I feel honestly blown away at how much these women and these families love their babies. You know, like it's just incredible. Um, Like they would do, if I said to mom, like you just have to do 49 pushups and 10 backbends and then you'll be able to breastfeed. She'd do it a (laughs) hundred times, right? Like these women would go to the ends of the earth to do what they think is right for their baby. And um, breastfeeding, like as an, as a health professional, like I don't need to share the benefits because we all know there there's tons and tons of health benefits. And I, we all at the mama coach would, would go to the end of the earth to help a mom breastfeed if that's what she wants, you know, but if it gets to the point where it's affecting her mental health and her bond with her baby and her partner and how she feels about herself, then I think it's time to, to re-examine. And you ask what our most controversial, you know, issue is. I, w- I would say that, like, I wrote an article for Today's Parent just over a year ago. And last I looked, it's been shared 75,000 times on Facebook. And they called it um, kind of with that catchy title, why this lactation consultant told a mom to stop breastfeeding. And I've shared this story so many times, but it speaks to me. And I think it speaks to a lot of moms is we, I walked into this mom's house and her baby was a few months old and the husband was literally holding her up and they had hired me to come help with breastfeeding. And for three months she had been trying to breastfeed this baby. And I looked at her and I could see how fried she was in physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. And I said to her, you know, it's okay to give them a bottle, you know, and she cried and she cried and she cried, but she cried because she needed to hear that. And from that, from that day forward, I did teaching around how, how do you feed him? Um, with a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. We switched to formula because honestly, she needed to hear that, that she'd made up her mind and struggled with that decision and felt so horrible about it and basically hired me as a health professional to come in and give her permission. And so that was over a year ago. And I get an email a week from somebody telling me how horrible that was. How horrible it was? 
Yeah. They- <laughs> yeah. Like somebody will email me and say, I can't believe you told her that. Wow. And, but, and I, you know what, whatever, I stand behind that. And don't think that at the mama coach, we walk in and just say, oh, this is hard. Give him a bottle. That's not the case. You know, often we can, we can solve the challenge, whatever it is, but sometimes it's not that simple. Yeah. You have to look at the whole picture, right? Absolutely. You're the only one that can give your baby a happy mom. And if that's, what's going to get you there, then that's what we need to do. I I agree, Amanda. Yeah, me too. Good thing we're on the same team. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I love that. So I wanted to ask you guys, what about the mama coach makes it different than, you know, other sleep consultants, other lactation consultants, other than obviously the obvious that you go into homes and you, you help moms on a, a per client basis, but what else makes you stand out? What's different? I think one of the, really what we've talked about is the, the non-judgmental aspect of things. We're not here to say you have to do X, Y, Z. Um, we're here to help you find the goals that you set for yourself and your family, um, which is a huge piece because I think a lot of people maybe ne- don't necessarily look at the big picture or, I mean, my goal is different than your goal. <laughs> so we need to figure out what works best for you. So I think that's a huge piece that makes us different. What about you, Carrie? Yeah, I agree. Plus the the medical aspect yeah. of it, because I don't think it's always as simple as do this and they'll sleep or do this and they'll feed. If there's an underlying issue, for example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw a mama who wanted to teach her baby to sleep. So I came, did a feeding assessment and could see that there was an underlying feeding issue that if we had tried to teach this baby to sleep, holy moly, there would have been tons of tears. So it turned into a two-step process, which is fine, where we resolved the feeding issue and then we worked on sleep and it was just so much easier. And I think that's, it's just less stress for everybody because we can bring that medical specialization to the table. Absolutely. I think that's so great. So you said you're you're coming up to 30 mama coaches across <laughs> Canada. Is that am I right with that number? 30? Yeah, yeah, at the end of November. Oh, incredible. We're we're growing. Yeah, so where where are you located all over the place, right? Like every province now? Every province except for <laughs> Quebec. We are looking for some Quebec mama coaches. <laughs> well, there we go. There's a shout out. Well, we're at, yeah, we're actually looking for Toronto mama coaches, if anybody's listening. But <laughs> definitely, we are all the way across Canada. So if you need help, uh, we we can help you. There's somebody there. And you all abide by the same programs and it's it's all the same mantras and everything that you follow is is the same, right? Across Canada. You got it. And uh, like I interview each mama coach myself extensively and I'm not looking for carbon copies of myself, but I'm looking for uh, a very huge kind heart that comes along with those RN skills because I, I think you need it. Moms need that. They need that compassion when you are filling the shoes of a brand new mom. That's hard. Right. 
Absolutely. Well, that's incredible. So yeah, we'll just throw it out there to any of the listeners. If uh, you're looking for an amazing company to align with, the Mama Coach is looking. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, I think it's so interesting because, you know, a lot of the moms that I talk to, they they're looking for ways to stay home and being a nurse. I mean, you guys know more than I do, but I, I gather it's quite difficult as well because it's shift work and you're away from home a lot. And, you know, it's it's a very heart centered career choice. You're dealing with a lot of of other people's pain and yeah, I just, I can't imagine doing that job myself. I, my heart goes out to all of you nurses. You really are paving the way for so much, but what a cool concept to be able to have the best of both worlds. It's been a, it's been a fantastic uh, career change, shall I say. (laughs) Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, that's what my chapter in part is about because I just think it's, if some nursing is so cool because it's not like it's defined by one thing only like the world is basically our oyster as nurses and I took that opportunity to turn a private practice into a business that gives me more time with my boys which is why I started it in the first place and then I realized it worked and and built the model so that other nurses could experience the exact same thing and also be able to service the families in their communities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the the job I have now, like being a mama coach is, um, I mean, it's been life changing for our our family. Um, I get to be home with my daughter all day and I don't miss anything, which is a huge piece of when I want, when I wanted to become a mom and when I became a mom, I didn't want to miss out on anything. And so I'm lucky now because I get to be there for all the, all the special moments. Right. And they're so important. It's so true. We talk about that a lot on the show is, you know, time is not a renewable resource. We don't get that time back. (laughs) And even through the tough times, you know, the lack of sleep and the struggles with breastfeeding and the mommy brain and the fog of early motherhood and all of it, we, it it ends at the good stuff and the bad stuff. It's all just a season. It's all just a moment in time. That's so small. And I loved what you said earlier, Carrie, about, you know, nobody's asking your kids on the playground if, you know, they were breastfed or (laughs) bottle fed or, you know, were you born via C-section or (laughs) hypnobirth or, you know, like these are not conversations that stay intact (laughs) throughout the life of your child. So, you know, I think it's really important, not just from our perspective, like to not judge other moms, but just give yourself permission to be okay with things not going according to plan and to give yourself a little bit of a a break to let go of what the expectations, right? Let go of all of those heavy, heavy expectations and just sort of enjoy the journey. You know, what's that expression? The, the days are long, but the years are short. I, I love that expression so much because it's so true, especially in early motherhood, you know, those days, the repetition, Oh, it can get so exhausting, but I love that phrase yeah. now. I didn't like it when I was in the thick of like <laughs> a three month old. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see it yet. Um, and it, it takes a while to see that, but it's, it's so very true coming out of it with a two year old. Now it, it goes by so fast. 
fast. All of it. I feel like you blink and they're going away. You know, my mom used to say things like this. Oh, you blink and they're university. It's like, I used to laugh at her and go, okay, yeah, you're just old. But now I'm feeling that way. I'm like, oh man, it does go by super fast. Like, how is it already the end of October? When did that happen? Right. Shopping for Halloween costumes and what? It's crazy. I know. And I think it's, you know, appreciating the fact that it goes fast, but also giving yourself permission to not forget who you are as a person, right? Because sometimes as moms, when, you know, every day I'm like, oh, he's almost seven, you know, it's going so fast and it's easy to just, you know, define myself as his mom and both of their moms and just trying to be present for every single thing because that's what I wanted when I started the mama coach and it's still what I want. But, you know, I've decided and that I'm not going to feel guilty when I want to take that hour to myself or, you know, I've seen them, but I, they're home with their dad who loves them just as much as I do. And I want to go for coffee with a friend. Fine. You know, don't feel guilty about those things. You know, it's the same cliche thing. You got to put your oxygen mask on before, like on the airplane, before you can help others. It's about like, what do you need in your life to make you happy? Maybe it's something as drastic as like a huge career change like me and Amanda made um, and it's working. Or maybe it's something so simple as, you know, give yourself that hour to do whatever it is. But I I think it's important to not forget that you are a piece of the pie, a really important one, because if you're happy, it is so much easier to be in the thick of it with your baby. It's hard to take care of other people when you're not taking proper care of yourself. And proper care doesn't just mean, you know, sleep and nutrition and hygiene. It, It also means taking care of your soul, nourishing your soul, whatever that is, whether it's reading or yoga or going for walks or just sitting in quiet for five minutes, you know, it's, it's very important to, to be present to yourself as well. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree with myself. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, with you, Barry. (laughs) So if you had one thing that you could tell moms that, or soon to be moms or mom, brand new moms that are just in the thick of it. There's one thing that you wish you could just tell them and make them understand that we haven't already covered today. I know we've covered a lot of stuff, but um, you know, what would that be? Just one thing that you could say to them that would empower them, that would, you know, make them feel strong enough to, to go keep going. I think, Honestly, like I just want to tell everyone that they're doing a good job because they are. I I, like I know it sounds so simple, but it never hurt to hear that more and more. And I think like when I was in the thick of it, I would ask my husband to just tell me I'm doing good because I just wanted to hear that I was doing a good job because the baby doesn't tell you that. Right. So I try and tell everyone I meet that they're doing great. And I genuinely, sincerely mean it. Yeah. I, I like to tell every mama that I can see yeah. how much they love their baby. Mm. Yeah. You know, because that's what it's all about is this huge, overwhelming yeah. love for this tiny little creature that has rocked our world to the core. And, you know, love it. Like, they, it's just, I don't know, it's crazy. And I just think 
sometimes you you take all those hard parts where I'm not feeding her the right way or she's not sleeping in her bassinet to to equate to I'm not good enough, but you love her and you are her number one and you always will be as she grows. Like my guy is 10 and you know, he waits for me to get home to tell me all the things because I'm his number one, even on the days that I don't feel like I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true though, right? It's, it's, that's the stuff that sticks. Not why didn't you Mm -hmm. breastfeed me, mommy, (laughs) when they're 10? It's like, it's so true. I gave that guy Similac every day and felt real bad about it. But you know what? I know now. I it's because I was in the thick of it. I couldn't see that. You know, I gave him everything I could. I couldn't figure out that breastfeeding thing, but holy moly, I tried hard. But I loved him, and so does every yes. every mom, right? Yeah. And I think that's just the message: is be kind to yourself. Absolutely. So, what's next for the Mama Coach? What do we have going on? Where where can we find you? Where can we learn more? Do you have programs? How do how does somebody sign up and and have a Mama Coach join their world? <laughs> how do how do we go about accessing your services? Oh. Well, I'm really pumped because we are rolling out a brand new website come November with a ton of new content. We want to be that one-stop shop for people to find information that they know is non-judgmental, but it's also on point in terms of evidence-informed. So that's coming in November, but they can find us there still at www.themamacoach, spelled M-A-M-A, coach.ca. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we'd love to help. Yeah. And we do, we, we are so happy to jump on a free phone call with anybody just to chat. Amazing. Yeah. Like an initial contact conversation, oh, consultation totally. appointment. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I know you're doing an initiative coming up with a charity that I'm also aligned with called Mamas for Mamas. We've got so much more in the next couple of months on this show and other things coming up with that charity. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how people can get involved and help? If you want to talk about the highlight (laughs) of uh, my mama coach career, this was it last year. And I am so, so thankful for every single mama coach because they're, they're on board and willing to, to be crazy and have huge goals with me. So last year we raised $16,000 in six weeks and we gave 28 mamas across Canada an entire Christmas because I think that every mama deserves a, a beautiful Christmas with our, with their family. Like I think about the joy it brings me to spend time with my kids on Christmas day. And I want that for every single mama in Canada. And so, um, we designed this set of bracelets. They say, you got this mama, mama bear and good mama and a sweater that says you got this mama because, you know, just like you, Sabrina, we, we are all in this together, right. In trying to create this movement that, you know, we do got this as, as collectively as women. Right. And so we sell this and 
all those products and all of the profits go towards our Christmas campaign. And so we partnered with Mamas for Mamas because we know that you guys are across Canada too and can help spread the word and get people nominating moms that they know that need a boost at Christmas. And to give you an example, it doesn't have to fit one profile. So last year, you know, one of the mamas we helped was somebody that, uh, a single mom that was losing her dad and couldn't afford to fly to see, say goodbye. So we flew her and, and helped her get set up so that she could see her dad because we saw the importance in that, right? And another family we helped was a family that... <laughs> They had twin baby boys who all of a sudden stopped developing at five months old, had a rare metabolic disorder. Dad had to quit his job. They had no money. And we gave them this beautiful first Christmas while they figured all that stuff out to take the stress off. Um, So it can be any situation. We want to hear from you. If you have a mama in your life who could use a boost, please, please nominate her through our site or through the Mamas for Mamas website and buy a sweater or a bracelet, give a gift because all of that money will go towards these families. I'm going to put a link up on the uh, YGT Mama site as well, because this is something I really stand behind. Um, I joined Mamas for Mamas as their Eastern Canada ambassador uh, a couple of weeks ago now. So that's super exciting. And I did that because I'm just obsessed with what they're creating. And one thing that really stood out to me was they say it's a hand up, not a hand out. There's so many moms who feel like, you know, they're above the poverty line and maybe somebody else has it worse off than they do. And somebody else is more deserving. You know, that comparison piece comes back, but at mamas for mamas, it's all about sort of bridging that gap, right? The people who maybe don't necessarily fit the bill of what you would think somebody in need looks like. So it, it's removing that stigma and that judgment around what, who, who needs what, right? It's like, yeah. we're all in this together. We all need, you know, a hand up once in a while. And that's what this charity provides. And I think that's so amazing. And I, I love being a part of it. And I love that you guys are doing what you're doing with Mamas for Mamas. And it's just all so incredible. So Yes, please go and check out the website and support and support, support, support. I know it's going to be awesome. I cannot even wait to get the Christmas list and and the wants and needs from all of these families across Canada and and give them a Christmas. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, super awesome. So usually at the end of the show, I ask a series of fun questions to sort of, it's funny because I was saying to you guys before the show, like these questions always bring to the surface some really cool resources for moms that we probably wouldn't have access to without these fun questions. And it's worked really well so far. So um, I'm going to start with, I guess, Carrie can start and then Amanda, you can answer as well. Um, But I'm going to ask what your morning routine is. And this is always so funny because we're all, again, in such different situations as moms. So it looks very different for everyone I interview. (laughs) Uh, I'm an early bird. So I get up at five and I like to work in quiet and I do that until seven when my boys wake up 
And then I really wish I would have packed their lunch the night before, (laughs) but I didn't. (laughs) So then I scrambled to make lunch, get myself ready and them and be out the door by 738. So you can, it's peace from five to seven and then gong show for the next 38 (laughs) minutes after that. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, uh, my morning routine consists of very little at this point, to be honest. Um, I still have a very <laughs> little girl at home, and so I sleep until she wakes me up, <laughs> which is anywhere between 7 and 8. Um, I, need, I need my shut-eye. So I sleep till then, and then we get up, and um, I usually get coffee, and we sit and watch the Wiggles. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys don't follow Amanda on Instagram, you should, because... Her daughter will make your day. She's seriously <laughs> the cutest. Oh, thanks. So cute. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she's cute. Super and cute. I love it. No, it's funny. Yeah. 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 That's the best kind of cute. For sure. Um, okay, if time, money, or scheduling were not an issue, so like no limits here, what would be one item at the very top of your bucket list that you'd like to check off? Carrie. <laughs> Ooh. Time, money, or scheduling. I would like to take the honeymoon that I never took with my husband. With and I also guilt is not also on the list either, right? Nope, Can't no feel guilt. guilty. No guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so I found out I was pregnant, um, like four days after my wedding, and then got really sick. And we have never been on that Hawaiian vacation that we had booked and had to cancel. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, hey. And that was eleven years ago. <laughs> and someday we'll do it. Um yes. but I, I would go ask. there. Yes. I think that's a necessity. <laughs> it's that needs to happen. Absolutely. We do mini vacays, but we haven't done the Hawaiian vacation, just the two of us yet. I think um, on my bucket list is is to vacation just the two of us, which we haven't done either. Um, (laughs) But me and my husband are uh, big fans of baseball and we haven't been to a ton of stadiums. So we would love to do like a stadium tour all over maybe the US. We haven't even been to Toronto. So that would be a really cool trip for us. That's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> so adorable. Cool. I love it. Oh, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, so this will be a good one for you guys. One parenting hack that you cannot live without. This can be a product, a rule, an idea, an item, anything. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Gary, you <laughs> first. Parenting hack. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of my favorite my products. I know. I have lots of favorite baby products. Yeah, the, Doma, <laughs> the Dome white noise machine is probably my favorite thing that gets used 14 hours a day in our household. Um, so if you haven't ever checked out a Dome white noise machine, I highly suggest you do. Yeah. And I think mine would be related to travel with your kids. Whatever you do go to Mm. safely the ends of the earth to not put them in the same room as you because you know I equate it to like the baby it's like if I saw a pepperoni pizza beside my bedside table I'd probably eat it at three in the morning even though I don't need it so if you can fit their pack and play in the bathroom put them there it's worth going down the hall for a pee (laughs) because they will sleep better 
you might have just saved a lot of people there. <laughs> um, okay, so one crutch that you cannot live without. This can be, you know, coffee, wine, potato chips, anything. A crutch. Beer? <laughs> I have it. Beer? Yeah. We, uh, we live in, like, the heart of, like, the brewery district in Vancouver. So it's, I mean, we walk a couple steps and we're at a, a brewery. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fun. <laughs> Beer, breweries, and baseball. I think I'd have fun if I came to visit you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> you would, yeah. Totally. I, I love a big cup of coffee in the morning and a big glass of red wine in the evening. <laughs> there you go. Sounds, sounds pretty, pretty much like everyone we interview on the show. <laughs> right? I don't think I'm the only one. No, yeah. not at all. Um, and then one self-care ritual that you practice that you would highly recommend for other mamas. This can be, you know, anything from like a walk in nature, a bath, a meditation that you like, um, an exercise routine that you live for. Uh, I think it's, you know, I love lists. I've learned to love lists. I talked about this last week on my Instagram, actually. But choose a day every now and then where you leave the list behind don't leave the kids behind without care <laughs> but I'm just joking but like yeah. forget your list now and then you know it's important that don't let that to-do list consume your mind because holy man that is the recipe for burnout as a mom we have a long long list and so make sure you put yourself at the top of it a few times a week absolutely that's great advice yeah. I think I'm probably a, a very terrible person to ask about self-care, to be honest. Um, but I think uh, right now, something that I do is listen to podcasts. Um, I found a lot of great podcasts recently. Um, you got this Mama's new and awesome. And I've been listening to that. So every day after nap time, we go for a run and I get to listen to a podcast. So that's oh, good for you. care ritual. That's so good too. I listen to a lot of audiobooks as well, but I think, you know, mm-hmm. personal development that those words make people cringe sometimes, but I think just <laughs> listening to other stories and, you know, just expanding your mind, whether it's learning something new or, you know, just hearing from other opinions and professionals. And I love podcasts too. Um, and audiobooks for sure, but that's definitely one of my self-care rituals as well. Um, so in ending the show, I just want to ask if there's anything else that you two want to add, um, anything at all that we may have missed, you know, an important little nugget that you want to share with all of our mamas out there. I think we've covered off on so much. You guys are just amazing. I I love what you do. (laughs) Well, thank thank you for having us. We covered a lot of really good stuff and a lot of things that we talk about on, on a very regular basis. And it's just, if it's not a problem for you, it's not a problem at all. Right. So that's what, that's what I'll leave you with. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. Thank you for having us. And we, I'm so pumped to be a part of the book with you, Sabrina. When does it come out? Um, You got this mama too. So you've got this mama too is launching in April. So you'll have a whole month to order yes. for mother's day. <laughs> we launched the last one on May 1st and that was like a bit too rushed <laughs> for mother's day. And then 
Amanda's awesome. contributing and you've got this Healthy Mama, which is launching next summer. So either awesome. June or July. I, I'm proud that to be a part yeah. of it. And thanks for having us. And thanks for just creating a platform for, for women mm-hmm. to to feel supported, right? So I think it's so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's obviously a passion for all of us. And I think working together to rise up and, you know, really, truly empower one another, free of judgment, get rid of all this shame and guilt and all of these nasty emotions that we feel as moms and just really support one another for real, like bring back the village mentality. You know, it looks different. Everything's online. There's podcasts now and there's, you know, blogs and there's community that's like through Instagram, but it doesn't matter. It's the same village mentality. It's really, truly working together with support and love in our hearts and wanting to help one another. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you guys both for getting on. Uh, we appreciate so much. Anything that's been mentioned here today will be in the show notes um, and we'll have links to everything. Uh, you can go and support the Mamas for Mamas initiative and you can also uh, go to the Mama Coach website and all the information. So thank you guys so much for being thank on. <laughs> so appreciated. And I just love the work that you're doing. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. To get more information on the stories we share here, our books, the blog, our community, Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us so much and we value every single review. We also have a special gift for our subscribers. I would like to thank our production team and Megan Krampotich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear and tune in next week. In the meantime, please, please remember, Mama, you've got this.